I'm Erica. And I'm Jules. Most people have at least one thing that they can't or won't eat. Yeah, we're definitely like that. We started this podcast to talk about the gluten-free food industry. Like new products and some of the stories behind your favorite brands. And living life with a specialty diet and also some important healthcare topics. Since we're basically both broken inside. You had me at eat. Oh, all right. So let's get started. This is uh, another episode of You Had Me at Eat where we have uh, the best guests ever because they just let us talk about whatever we want. So again, today joining us is another phenomenal person in the CPG industry. We have Heather. She is the founder, CEO, head tea lady in charge of Taiwala Tea. You may know her from Oregon Chai, where she started again with her mom. She told us the story before. Um, and she loves uh, frothing. She's a big frother. <laughs> uh, I don't know, things that we know about Heather so far, big frother. Uh, big tea lady. The <laughs> and the frothing together where the magic happens. It is. It is. And if you can't see it, she's making just um, this like embracing frothy a frothy baby hand motion. And it really is um, how you should be enjoying tea. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, welcome, Heather. Uh, it is a pleasure to, to meet you finally and uh, to have you on this podcast where we only have the most illustrious guests, obviously. Number one, you're here. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. She's all hopped up on matcha, just so you know. Just everyone, she's she's yeah. she's on it. We're right gonna now. have she's to right we're gonna have train. to work to catch we're gonna work to catch up here on the podcast because I only just got started on my Taiwala. So um, but yeah, Heather, before before we actually started recording today, you started telling us all kinds of fascinating stuff. But I share with the guests a little bit about this uh, you and your mom started Oregon Chai together. And I think that got started in your kitchen, which I love that story because that I started, I founded my own company um, in my kitchen. And so tell me more. Okay. So try to make this short. Um, okay, don't. Do whatever you want. We're here for <laughs> it. Got it. Um, okay. A million years ago um, when I was in college on the six plus year plan I um was traveling in Asia and um I went to China and then um Thailand and you know Southeast Asia and then India um in Thailand I was I got really into my you know beverages especially in the morning especially like caffeinated and um start drinking Thai iced tea and Thai iced coffee, but Thai iced tea. And then I went to India and um, forgot about that. It's all about the chai. Yep. And I kept saying, you know, well, asking different like chai wallas on the street, you know, how do you make this? They're like, it's my, you know, it's our ancient family recipe. And so anyway, I left kind of not really knowing, but um, I went to school in Santa Cruz. And at the time, um, I realized when I got back, I went to this cafe, Pergolesi, and I looked up on the board and it said chai. And I, but I know chai just means tea in a zillion different languages. And I said, yeah. chai, what's chai? And I'm um, like, it's, you know, tea. It's tea. Yeah. I thought, oh, well, then give me a chocolate chip latte or, yeah. you know, whatever. So 
something frothy and sweet and whatever. And um, anyway, I realized it was what I was having in India, that sweet, spicy milk tea. Yeah. And when I came home, I um, back to, when I moved back to Portland, there was no place to get it. Didn't exist anywhere. Yogi tea had a skewed chai tea skew, yep. but it didn't have any caffeine in it, and it mm-hmm. wasn't exactly what I would make. So, sure. in the old days, what I did—I mean, you could go online and do some research, but I went to Powell's Books, our famous bookstore. Oh, the best. I love Powell's. You just get lost in Powell's. I love it. I know. It's the best. And I got lost in the recipe section and found chai and then saw, you know, was looking at a zillion different chai recipes and just, I was like, okay, so you brew the spices for like 45 minutes, just throw the tea in for a few minutes or it gets bitter and pull it out. And while it's hot, you add, I would add honey. Um, And I just started doing my own thing, adding like vanilla bean and fresh Mm -hmm. ginger and orange peel. Mm-hmm. And cinnamon, cardamom, clove, allspice, a little black pepper. And then uh, we would use honey to sweeten at the time, or I would. And I got my mom hooked on it. And um, my mom started making it all the time, which I loved because yeah. I was sick of making it. Um, <laughs> it's always good. It was bam and in the Put it in the fridge. And, you know, everybody would drink it, which is great. But then the next day I'm like, oh, my God, I have to go make it again buy all yeah. these bulk spices again and and i really just want to go buy it buy the yes. cup you yes. know like it's starbucks or whatever sorry right. i you know um anyway my mom got hooked on it so i'd go to her house and get it in the morning and she like i would she'd leave the milk out so she could add her non-dairy i could add my half and half my dad could add us you know what everybody could do their own thing yeah. And I would just say, you know, we should just start a business doing this. But I was just angry. Yeah. I had no starting a business, but I wanted someone to so that yeah. I could just go buy it. Exactly. And my mom called me one day and she said, I applied for a business license. And I'm like, that's great, but I have no idea what that means. And that business people are terrible people, right? I mean, <laughs> um, and what happened was she started making it and I started going out and selling it. And, um, and what does that mean, know? Heather? Like, what do you mean you went out and sold it? Where did you go out and like, sell it on the street? Were you at Chihuahua on the street? <laughs> like, what were you doing? Oh my God. Okay. The first the Portland was, farmer's market. I, I love that farmer's market. I was hungover and going to like my local grocery store and there was this little Perfect. coffee cart out front and this guy, Scott, co- coffee al volo. Hello, Scott. I wonder where he is now. But anyway, um, I was like, hey, you know, just getting my latte. And I was like, I've got this stuff. You want to try it? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll try it. Bring me a pint tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, my God, customer. And, like, made up, I like, drew a label, made, like, oh. you know, copies on sticky paper. Um, and so I'm bringing him a pint. And then he's out. And the next one, he needs, like, another pint. And then he's like, bring me a quart. I'm like, oh, my God, we have to buy quart bottles and put it in quarts? And then it got to like bring me a half gallon, bring me four gallons, and um, um, and try to surround myself with people who you know knew this industry, and started going to like natural products expos, oh, yeah. fancy food shows, and um, went into this packaging, and that was a watershed moment yeah, because it allowed us to have na- national distribution. It's got a two year shelf life, and. Uh, until you open it, then you have to refrigerate it. But that allowed us to do all kinds of things. And I did that for 10 years. 
and then um, sold it to a group called Carry Foods. We do mostly like food service behind the scenes, butter, Irish company. Yep. Um, and then, and yeah, I mean, that's another story too. Cause I mean, there was definitely a day when I'm like, I'm never going to sell this. My kids are going to work here. My yeah. friends are going to work here. <laughs> we had a climbing wall and a free juice cooler. Oh. What could possibly go wrong? I mean, it was great, but, um, and then after that, I was, uh, part of the co-founding team, but not the actual founder um, of a company called Living Harvest mm-hmm. out of Canada. And we launched uh, hemp milk in the same package. Yeah. Did that for like seven, eight years, sold it at a loss, got into the category too early, mm. but we we're doing hemp milk back in the day, which is awesome. But complicated. Hemp milk is amazing. And I, you know, hemp ice cream, like that entire um, trajectory for hemp. Yeah. The, the companies that got into it too early, it's really sad because there's so many of them that just lost their shirts. But for, for us in the, in the, you know, yeah, I know. Right. Um, for, for all of us who need that kind of product, because, you know, you can't, you have dietary restrictions and all that hemp is the perfect product. Yeah. And we were just clamoring for that type of product and we mm-hmm. still, you know, we're never going to not need it. And hemp is the perfect um, the, the perfect answer because of all of the, the nutritional check boxes that it, it can I remember all of, all of the brands that were trying yeah. to launch hemp and it just, yep. I probably saw you at a trade show and mm-hmm. didn't even think twice. Um, yep. so, ha- so you went from tea to, to hemp, right? Okay. So, tea, so that, go back to tea then. Well, yeah. So sold that at a loss, but I, um, I would, I always, I love Thai iced tea and just, I get kind of, you know, like obsessive compulsive sort of something. I don't know. Um, That's when I like something and I can't find <laughs> it. it around. And it's a positive. I, I would come home. Okay. I wanted to make it during the Oregon chai days. And then um, there was this time where we raised $4 million from the species group, which allowed us to expand um, people and products. And we hired someone, uh, from Nestle, Nestle, good dude. Um, and he said, we're going to do a, we're going to launch an iced tea program because chai is at least then largely seen as seasonal, more of a winter, like yeah. the entire tea category really. But he said, we're going to launch an iced tea program. And I said, awesome. Let's do a Thai yeah. iced tea. Perfect. And he's like, no, we're going to do a lemon iced tea and a peach iced tea and a raspberry iced tea. I'm like, ah. Uh, to be honest, like, really took the wind out of my sails. And I felt like, oh, no, like, is this the beginning of the end? But anyway, so I would go home and um, buy a one pound bag, the Asian grocery store and make it at home. And then I'd have my cousin slash nanny. It's like in her job description, she'd make it too and have it in the fridge. (laughs) And she could add her non-dairy and I could add my half and half. And I love non-dairy too. It's just when it comes to my coffee and tea, I get a little nervous. Um, but yeah, I pay the piper as well. But anyway, so <laughs> she would make the Thai tea and I'd come home and just drink it. Out. And, you know, but I drink it all the time. Like I drank chai all the time. The difference here was, um, you know, I would make it and looking at the dry tea and <laughs> smelling it. And uh, like the ingredients didn't match up with what I was looking at, smelling, tasting. They mentioned, you know, the number one, the biggest brand here, green tea. 
And then they mentioned the red dye, and it's the kind of red dye that has neurotoxins. Like, kind Doesn't of. Doesn't all red dye. Yeah. Um, but then also, I mean, you can just smell like chocolate and vanilla in it, for example, and see other things. And um, a little too close to it, but I was kind of insulted by the ingredients. I'm like, come on, you guys. And I just say, it just made me think. You know, over like five years or 10 years making it, giving it to my kids at the time too. Like, I just want to know what this is. And like with, um, you know, in India, so chai, they've been making that for thousands of years. Ayurvedic doctors used to put together these spice mixtures, make tea for the kings to keep them healthy. Um, Thai iced tea is more of a, I mean, I love this stuff. Okay. And I'm making it high quality version of it, but it's sort of the leftover tea that gets shipped off to flavor companies and it's sprayed with fillers and flavors and colors, artificial, mm-hmm. cheap, cheap. And, um, it doesn't have this rich history. It's really just been around as long, along as, you know, as long as artificial flavors and colors and fillers. Um, but I wanted kind of, uh, so I was on this quest and I started, you know, just, Um, Again, I'm not even like looking to start a business. I'm just really frustrated that I can't one, just go buy it. And this is like 30 years ago. It's the same, it's the exact same story as chai. You know, you have to go to a Thai restaurant and that's it. Yeah. And, but now you can go get it at a boba tea place. It's one of the top selling Mm -hmm. always boba tea drinks. Um, But I couldn't find it. And then I started talking to, you know, different tea importers, like actually everywhere I turned, I couldn't find the stuff. Um, And I ended up going to Thailand and um, I met with um, the owner of the largest Thai tea supplier. He's a tea grower. And again, this is not like the tea that he sells, but he sells it off to the flavor companies that do their spray thing. And, you know, it's, not his yeah. problem. Um, he uh, really had no interest in the U.S. business. He said he sent a pallet here once and it got rejected and just, you know, too many regulations, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't need it. Too much of a headache. But he sells everything he produces to Taiwan and they sell it all to the state's boba tea. Um, and anyway, I visited a bunch of his farms. I've went to a bunch of farms. The last one I went to, of course, is how it always yeah, works. But yeah, I, yeah. Emma, I'm on this, this woman's property. She has like 500 acres, organic, um, way Northern Thailand and Chiang Rai, um, near the Myanmar border. And it was her father's tea farm. Um, and he died like 20 years ago and she's just super smart and super into it and super cool. But I go to her place and we're just checking out her, you know, the farm. She has an herb farm too, but there were bees and butterflies and dragonflies mm. all over the place. Like a Disneyland movie, truly, uh-huh. truly. Not in a scary way. They weren't like interested in us yeah, at sure. all. And we get into her car and we're touring the property in this old Jeep. And she's like, oh, don't look at that building. It used to be my office. But uh, I went to paint it and I saw the bees were moving in and, you know, they're in the walls. They've taken over things. So I just moved out and gave it to them. And um, it's covered with all these giant like bee mounds, bee hives, but they just like 
look yeah. it looks like this moon thing but anyway i was that's when i was like i love you yeah i gave the building to the bees <laughs> i want to yeah. be your best friend <laughs> yeah and then she also grows this herb called pandan leaf oh like God, pandan, pandan it's like my favorite thing in the world they use it in all kinds of thai desserts but um she grows that too and so when i get the tea from her she'll cut her organic pandan leaf and dry it and then fold it into the tea. And the tea is not certified organic because she also sources from the hill tribes around her. Well, something I'd like to address in the future, but they don't own their own property. They aren't citizens and we'll get there, but everything is herbicide and pesticide free. They've been mm-hmm. growing organically per her instructions for over 30 years. And um, anyway, so we'll get there wow. with that. Um, what a beautiful story. But so yeah, I get that. And then I bring it here in containers and we brew it here. And that's where we add the coloring, which is beta carotene from carrots and cocoa, vanilla, and a little organic um, caramel. It's a teeny bit. It's a burnt organic cane. So it's vegan too. And um, that makes it taste like you've added sweet and condensed milk when you've just added. Yep. It it, abs- it absolutely does. I was actually just talking to my husband about it because I was like, you know, you know where the orange comes from? It's carrots. He's, I thought it was turmeric. And like, so we were getting into it. And um, and it, it it's amazing that the cane does taste like it has sweetened condensed milk in it. Because I kept looking at the ingredients, but it tastes like there's milk in it and there's no milk yeah. in it. But it doesn't because, like, I'm drinking it right now. I know there's no milk in it because I added my own non-dairy. But, yeah, it's amazing. Basically, just from using, you know, the ultra-high temperatures and processing mm-hmm. the sweet condensed milk, um, it caramelizes the flavor. Yeah. I mean, if you boil it for long enough, you open it up and you get caramel. Mm-hmm. My friend's mom would do that as a kid. Eat it with a spoon. Yeah. Right yeah. There. Yeah. But it's, it's so super good. yummy. So you continue to have a relationship with this woman because she is the person who is growing your tea? And yeah. hand in for you as well. Uh-huh. She's my, I mean, she's a partner. She's amazing. That's yeah. so cool. So I met her six years ago and I love her. And she's, again, she's really smart and funny and I'm insane and crazy. And she calls me out and mocks me. And I actually really like that, <laughs> but she's just good. And she cares. It's just so obvious. Yeah. And it's her family business too. And it was obvious in the, just the, insects that were there made me realize yeah. I've been visiting other organic farms and I didn't see anything, anything. Yeah. yeah. Such a healthy ecosystem. When you have all of that happening, you're like, something must be right in the soil or in the, the trees and the plants for you to mm-hmm. have this incredible ecosystem of pollinators and bugs doing what they should be doing in yeah. their life. And they're all obviously I so mean, happy. Yeah. Sure, she loves bees, but she's also, she's a smart farmer. And it really speaks to me because back in the early Oregon chai days, like I said, you know, we, we used just honey to sweeten it. And then um, there was a global honey shortage and no one knew what was going on. They thought, you know, a mite was in the hives and killing off the bees. It's herbicides and pesticides. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so we were getting like, for example, we got some tea that they had blended with something because they had to, they had nothing else. And it reacted with the tannins in the tea and turned it black. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I think that was like a 20,000 gallon run for us. It's like huge. And by the way, you know, we used like 
my mom's house is collateral to get an SBA loan to do stuff like this. And then you're dumping 20,000 gallons. Yeah. Yeah. Like your business is not glorious. No. Um, Anyway. um, So we had to, I remember us in San Francisco, we had to make a board level decision to swap it out with organic cane. And I was like, nobody's ever going to drink this again. It's going to suck. It's going to be, we're going down in flames. It's over. Let's just, we might as well just quit right now because it's over. And um, so we switched to cane and I was just waiting for like our business to fail. And we got one phone call Yeah, only. So like one complaint. So it wasn't well, the end of the world. Probably there got- were people who were happy because they're like, oh, finally it's vegan, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so being in a, in a female friendly uh, position at the CPG level with you making a product with other females, what is it like being a female founder, a co-founder, an owner, a farmer in the CPG space? What, what's happening? Are you seeing shifts happen in the CPG world as we have seen um, being slightly more female um, and BIPOC friendly for founders. Are you seeing that? Is it more comfortable in this space right now? Are you still facing a lot of issues? Well, okay. One thing that comes to mind is back in the day when, yeah, I was a uh, president and CEO of Oregon Chai. It was 1999 and I had kid number one, I had two kids and I didn't know like what I was going to do. Like, what do you do when you have a kid? You get like a nanny, do you go to daycare, whatever. And I didn't have a plan, but um, then like uh, suddenly I did have a baby and um, you know, I bring him into work. I brought him into work all day, every day. And then as he got older, I'd leave him home one day a week and then two days a week. And then, you know, as he started to crawl around and try to kill himself, as babies do. Um, started him at home more and more, but it was nice to be able to like not have to ask for approval from anyone and figure it out on my own. That was a huge gift. Yeah. Um, you know, I know what are the biggest challenges? I mean, I would say like in any business that you're trying to grow, I mean, you can do it organically too, but you know, I've raised $4.1 million so far. Um, it's, it can be tough, especially right now, to raise money. I'm not saying, like, my gender has a lot to do with it, but my, I fortunately have a fantastic CEO-CFO and can really speak to people's fears if they're looking to invest in our company, and I'm forever grateful for that. Um, I mean, I, I would kind of think like, yeah, one of the big challenges to starting a business is if you want to do it, it is having kids. I mean, there's no perfect time, but it is kind of tough. I mean, it's just suddenly you're, it's like a 23 hour a day sort of thing. It just is. I hate to say it. I mean, because I know like it just does traditionally just still falls on our shoulders. Yeah. And um, that can be challenging yeah a lot I, it's a yeah. lot yeah yeah 
and you want to be present for them, right? Like, but you know, being an entrepreneur, I mean, you know, especially if you have investors, you know, they have their demands. If you have a board, they have demands. Your customers have demands. You want to be successful. You want to prove as a woman that you're successful and you're not taking cutting corners. And then you want to be present for your kids. And it is, it's challenging. I think, you know, as women, we wear extra hats. You actually just reminded me, I would um, take my kid Sawyer and a baby Bjorn like into yeah. the boardroom. And then we'd go <laughs> to the boardroom like board lunch and I just button a sweater and he'd be no hands nursing. That's and awesome. no one even knew, but you get so comfortable with it yes. while you're doing it. Yes. Like, so doesn't funny. everybody do this? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yes, I'm sure that was a little challenging and weird for everybody. Um, and it is tough to balance because it's tough to get, like, come on, let's be realistic. Like, 50% of the child rearing is, it's not, it's not, what am I trying to say? It's not even like that necessarily. No. Yeah. There's not even distribution. Especially of, of, when you've got to like nurse something, yeah. like, you know, yep. you've got the, and, um, but yeah, grateful yeah. that I had my own business and nobody yeah. was telling me I couldn't do that. And I got to figure it out on my own. Yeah. I love everything that we've talked about so far. You've literally answered all of our questions that we had pre-prepared that you've already had in your story. It's like you've done this a million times with different businesses. Shocking, right? <laughs> um, now is the um, the time that we give to you to like literally plug anything that you want. So uh, obviously tell us about the product, where you want people to buy it, where they can buy it, um, any suggested ways to make it that you love so much. Obviously, you can plug your frother. My God, I wish we gave you an affiliate code because now Jules and I are going to buy whatever frother you tell us to buy. Um, now is the time for you to just tell us literally whatever you want to share and what you want our um, listeners and watchers to know about your product and just you in general. And I'm just um, going to sit back with my Taiwala <laughs> and enjoy. So it's really for the first time, with the exception of a couple little, you know, quirky brands that have slid under the radar, maybe, you know, relative to ingredient disclosure, let's say, uh, um, there's really no competition. So we're really the first Thai iced tea that you can buy at the grocery store. Um, the only thing is it's not ready to drink. You have yeah. to buy your half and half or your, you know, like ripple makes a pea half and half mm -hmm. right now, but I is really good with it. Um, I like, but I just pods. add milk, love like just regular non-dairy milk. Like I, I don't really find that I need to add a high fat milk to it to really enjoy yeah. it. And I'm, I'm loving it just with almond milk or soy milk or anything. It just, it's delicious. So. Well, yeah, I think, you know, if you're used to like your non-dairies, you're going to like it anyway. But sometimes I think people walk into store and they, they expect mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You know, it says on the front of the package, just add milk. So, you know, maybe you add your almond milk and it right. just doesn't taste like what you had in the Thai restaurant when yeah. they added yeah. evaporated yeah. milk and sweetened condensed yeah, milk. So and 
I miss dairy <laughs> so much. I'm like, oh my God, my mouth is watering. I miss dairy because I used to eat at Thai restaurants all the time I know. and have a Thai iced tea. That's where I used to. And when I worked in corporate America, we'd always go to the Thai restaurant around the corner and have a Thai iced tea. And it was like the best because it was just like half and half and so much evaporated, sweetened, condensed anything. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh my God, so much dairy. And now that I can't do dairy, I'm like, oh, but now like we talked about earlier, they're making so many alternatives that are fattier, that have that mouthfeel that works so well with the panda because heart. I know, but um, what I'm saying so is well like, the this, it's a testament to the fact that this I know, you don't caramelization have have and like yes. I, I just it it does taste like there's something about this that has a little bit of that sweet and condensed flavor to it that I don't miss not having the half and half mm. or whatever. I mean, I and I mean, and I've I've tried it multiple ways. And so I've put creamer in and I've like and I really think that it's just as delicious with no Maybe my palate is not as refined in the um, the Thai Thai tea world, but I'm telling you, I think that it's it's a very um, versatile um, con- condensed tea because I think you can enjoy it in many different ways. So I'll back off now. Ice lemon <laughs> makes good ice cream if you let's make a frappe. That would be good. That would be really nice. Um, but yes, yeah, so. You can find us in the tea set, you know, like next to the Oregon chai or Tazo concentrates at uh, Safeway Albertsons nationally. We're in a um, number, growing number of Kroger banners, like nice. Fred Meyer and QFC. We, um, and just give us time. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, we're in Whole Foods in many different regions from mid-Atlantic to Southwest, Northeast. Uh we're in a growing number of Costco's, like the business centers, LA, Texas. Uh, is that part we, of the challenge? I mean, not having the competition, is it? Is it part of the challenge to educate the consumers on, you know, hey, yeah, you may not have, have heard mm-hmm. about this, but you want to know what this is. For sure. Well, for one thing, I think a lot of people confuse it with chai. Mm-hmm. Thai and chai, for they sure. sound similar. Um and, but that said, I feel like selling, trying to sell Oregon chai in the early days, people had no idea what it was unless they had spent time on ashrams, you yeah. know? Um, and so people really looked at me like I was crazy. But now if I say Thai iced tea, most people have like at least heard of it. Yeah. And you do see it, you know, kind of in our like subculture bubbling up in TV shows like go call Saul and, you know, get some Thai food, get some of that Thai iced tea. I love that. You know, like yeah. just little comments. Um, so it's a little bit easier in a way than selling Oregon chai, but for say COVID and everyone yeah. shut down and quit looking at new products altogether. Um, and then we have a store locator on our website. If you go to taiwala.com, you can plug in, you know, your zip code and see exactly where it is. We're in about 5,000 different retailers across the country. Oh, you. That's awesome. How long has it been out, Heather? How long? Mm -hmm. So uh, let's see. We launched at Natural Products Expo in 2018. Uh, And then actually we had, that was under a different name that we couldn't trademark. So we had to relaunch the next year. But hey, COVID. Yeah, and then womp, womp, womp. Then there's no expo. (laughs) No. 
But, you know, that did, we focused on retail for sure, because that's what was happening. Because they say starting a business, you have like a 7% success rate. Maybe if you've done it again, it's as high as 30%. But you have to have the confidence (laughs) to take the risk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To know that you'll get to those levels eventually. Eventually. And then, you know, improve your cogs, increase your margins and make money. Yeah. Well, but then, you know, the grocery side too, you have as much as like 40% of your sales coming back in the form of chargebacks. Absolutely. And cogs these days with inflation is insane. Insane. So yeah, Yeah. I mean, all of our margins are just like, and if you're in anything right now, it's just crazy. So So. yeah, cogs were, I mean, inflation, this is where I feel extremely lucky too. Yes. At first bringing a container of tea from Thailand um, for us, it went to like uh, just over 20,000. I know they got up to 30,000 at one point, but I don't mm-hmm. think we paid 30,000, but over 20, mm-hmm. whereas it should be like three or four. Um, those prices have come back down. Mm-hmm. And gasoline for freight, you know, yeah. freighting around the country, those prices came down. Um, mm-hmm. And then because we are finally at that level where we're, you know, producing these large runs, we're getting much better ingredient costs or costs where, you know, they are, they are increasing their costs, but for us, we're increasing our. Yes. Startup, the startup costs are just crazy. You have to have. Yeah. So we are in good shape there. Still not out of the woods, never out of the woods. You never are. You're going down. You live in the woods. If you're a manufacturer, you're just like, I'm going to build a house here in the woods and maybe I'm on the edge of the woods, but I'm still going to be in there all the time. And then you're going to let the the bees take your house. (laughs) The bees can own that house. You're going to build another house for the dragonflies. I'm definitely I love that story. Um, So Heather, where's the next trade show that you're going to be at that uh, people and retailers can... So Expo West for everyone... Okay. Yeah, in Anaheim, we'll I wish that. I was at Fancy Food. I would love to be at Fancy Food, but you know, COVID has been kind of tough, and we've had to yeah. like just tighten up. up. I get you. We'll get there, but trust me, I was bummed to not be there. But Expo will be great, and that's a great show for us always too. Good. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see you there, and we'll, we'll yeah. have to snap a photo. It'll be great. Well, come on over and have come some high ice We've got non-dairy. <laughs> got it all. I'll bring my own non-dairy creamer to your booth. Yeah. Well, we'll, um, well thank you. Really good, like cashew milk. I, I know like it's, oh, more love cashew. But it's one of those. It's it's so good. It so works with it's the so rich. Love it. And even though it's not even like necessarily that rich, but it's like just mm, super smooth. Yeah. That's so awesome. And cashew milk oh, ice no. cream. I just, so Octonuts just launched their sea salt caramel cashew nut butter, and it is probably the best thing I've ever tasted. It's so good. I literally ate just like a like a sample the other day. It was so good. Oh, cashews, the best. Yeah. Um, Heather, you're fantastic. We could literally talk to you all day. You're phenomenal. I want to support literally everything that you do. I want to, I want to live in this woman's bee house office. <laughs> um, I love all, I love your stories. This is great. Um, but unfortunately we do have to wrap up. Um, but we want everyone to check out Taiwala tea, buy it at the retailers. If you don't have it at a retailer, buy it online, tell all of your friends, share it and support the woman, um, with the bee house, because that's every time I drink, I'm going to be like, I'm supporting her in her bee office. So that just makes me her bee office. (laughs) I really like her. 
get yeah. us under this. But thank awesome. you so yeah, much. Thanks and for yeah, doing it right, Heather. Taiwala Thai iced tea and concentrate 32 ounce, you know, Tetra brick packaging. And you have to mix it with a, you know, non-dairy, something white and preferably <laughs> creamy. Yeah, that's right. White and creamy. We will look for that. Yeah. Thank you for the tip. Awesome. And thank you for your okay, time, well, Heather. Heather. It's been a pleasure. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you guys at Expo. If you like this episode, make sure you rate it on your podcast provider. And subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. You had me at eat. <laughs>